G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. In an interview with Sky News, Senator Eric Abetz expressed that he was bemused. Now that's an interesting word to talk about the media, but bemused that the media appeared to shy away from reporting that it was possible for homosexual people to change and have heterosexual relationships. He said that there was a lot of reporting that people in straight relationships have gone into gay relationships, but almost no reporting that people do the opposite. His simple question was, why can't the media report on two-way traffic? It's indicative of a certain bias in the media, that they only want one side of the equation spoken about. Well, natural marriage commentators, when we say natural marriage, people who are lobbying and advocating for marriage to remain between one man and one woman, well, those commentators, those lobbyists are saying the senator is absolutely correct on a number of levels. Uh, Let's talk through some of these issues today and a special welcome to Dr. David Van Gend, who's the president of the Australian Marriage Forum. David Van Gend, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be back. Uh, David, you're very familiar with what the Senator was saying on Sky News. Is he correct? Is it right what he was saying? He's absolutely right. Scientifically, statistically, clinically, he's absolutely right. Uh, We know from large studies that up to two-thirds of young people who say they're gay will no longer identify as gay in their 20s. We know this from multiple studies, multiple lines of evidence. It is a robust finding. So just ponder that for a minute. Most young people who say, I'm gay, you know, at school, I'm gay, most of them, not just a few, most, will no longer think they're gay in their 20s. So for most of them, it is a passing stage of confusion about their emotions, their identity, their transition to puberty, all of the confusing years. Um, What that means, Neil, is that sexuality at that age really is a moving feast. It's a a fluid thing. And what it means is that they're certainly not born that way because most of them don't stay that way. You can imagine that has implications for the great argument that we have to grant marriage equality to gay people because they're born that way, aren't they? Well, they're not. Uh, Well, David, this is an important plank, isn't it? Because if people are not born that way, the key argument for same-sex marriage disappears. Is it that simple? Well, it's a great argument of justice. I had an Anglican minister friend. uh, She said to me, but if God made them that way, how can we deny them their fulfillment? That is a false premise. Because uh, when two-thirds of young people who say they're gay will no longer identify as gay just a matter of months or years later, uh, they're not in a fixed state. They are in a transitory, movable state. And we know that this is the case, not only for young people, but for um, adults, uh, some of whom I know and I've spoken to. They 
for reasons often of their own faith or their own values, they say, no, no, I mustn't live uh, this homosexual life anymore. I want to restore myself to orientation according to nature, according to the, the natural world, according to the male-female model of nature. And some of them can't. You know, Some of them it's too hard, but some of them can, and some of them do, some of them change. Now, what matters to me, Neil, um, is, is this doesn't disparage those people who stay homosexual. You know, that, that, that's, that's them, and we respect everybody's journey. But for those young people in particular who, or older people who want to change, um, what I really object to is the horrible intimidation and attempt to silence these people uh, to make out that it's impossible, you can't change, and if you pretend you can change, you're betraying the gay movement or you're internalising your homophobia or other nonsense. They're actually trying to make it illegal in Victoria, Neil, illegal for doctors and psychologists to help young people or older people who want guidance in reaffirming their uh, heterosexual capacity and minimising their unwanted homosexual capacity. They're trying to make it illegal to offer help. Now, that is sinister, and it plays into this whole falsehood about being born that way and having to stay that way. David, Senator Abetz has been belittled, and you've probably seen some criticisms too. I recall one criticism that says, oh, he's only just seen the light. There is such a thing as bisexuality. Of course, as we go through those, you know, LGBTI, I mean, uh, you've got bisexuality in there too. Is that what bisexuality is? The fact that people are fluid in the way that they uh, their sexuality evolves? Uh, what, what's your understanding and addressing that sort of argument? It's a slightly different category. There are people who uh, declare themselves as bisexual, about or one and a half percent of Australians would say that. But only 1.2% of Australians identify as homosexual, you know, men or women who are same-sex attracted. 1.2, not 10%, like you hear in the myths. 1.2, in, in Britain it's 1.1, in America it's 1.6. But then you've got to add another 1.5 or so percent who say they're bisexual and, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're sort of right either way. So it's a slightly separate category. That's not what we're describing here. We're describing people who identify as homosexual. Uh, I am gay, they say, when they're 16, 17. But then when they're 21, they say, well, no, I'm not. I'm heterosexual. What that means is that you're not born that way because, heck, if that many, if that many of them don't stay that way, it's a bit hard to say they were born that way. Uh, and what it means for the marriage debate is that you mustn't change our marriage laws based on false science, based on false claims, based on the emotional nonsense that some poor confused teenage boy was born that way and therefore it's a matter of justice to give him when he's an adult marriage equality it does break down that argument as you mentioned neil and that is why they are so so angry when senator abet says this entirely correct and entirely reasonable thing that we should acknowledge the fact that people who you know once live as homosexual people do change and live as heterosexual actually Erica Betts first raised this, Neil, at the launch of my book in Hobart, my book um, on the marriage debate called um, Stealing from a Child, The Injustice of Marriage Equality. And you can get it from Kurong. Uh, but in Chapter 6 of that, there's detailed documentation of the science, of the um, 
clinical studies showing how in multiple studies and multiple lines of evidence we find this extraordinary finding that about two-thirds of young people do change from saying they're gay to saying they're straight. And that even the world's leading scientific bodies, none of them, none of them, support the idea that gay people are born that way. There is no science whatsoever that supports that. And yet, look at it, it's out there like this folk myth, isn't it? Well, the interesting thing is fake news is rampant everywhere. Do you classify this idea that people are born that way, people are born gay? Is that perhaps one of the biggest perpetuated fake news myths of our generation? certainly is, and it's powerful because the likes of um, uh, uh, Lady Gaga, you know, she does this Born This Way gay anthem and she says, you know, it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M because God makes no mistakes. This is pure emotional claptrap. Um, you are not born that way. You, you, we, we really don't understand why young people identify as same-sex attracted, and some of them will stay that way all their life. But it, has, it is not a genetic, simplistic cause. It is not a simple hormonal cause. We don't have the evidence to say any of that is a cause or that you're born that way. It's far more complex. It's far more subtle. And it's far more changeable. And that gives hope to some young people who feel, especially Christian young people, they feel the same-sex impulses. They don't know where it came from. They may not even be at all comfortable they may be distressed by it but they're hearing from all this media mob that you're born that way well i tell them you're not don't let them tell you that don't let them lock you into a destiny that you don't necessarily have to follow um go to a website like voices of change and read the testimonies of all these other people who've been through this and have found that they they have the liberty they have the power to move out of this lifestyle if they so desire and that's all i ask um neil is liberty for all and not intimidation and oppression of gentle people who want to minimize their unwanted homosexual attraction and join that large number of people who change your thoughts david on the media and the accusation that the media is biased uh it appears to be that not only is the media biased but the media also becomes the bully to uh, try and uh, cause people to uh, fit the molds of what the same-sex culture wants you to feel uh, what are your thoughts about the media you've been yes. uh, you've been criticized you've been uh, oh, yes. slandered <laughs> you oh, yes. you've oh, actually yes. been the recipient of a whole lot of uh, very uh, bullying tactics. What are your thoughts on the media? Yes, there's some good eggs amongst them. But on the whole, people join the media in order to exert power to shape the culture according to their values and their political um, uh, preferences. I mean, why else would you do a job like being a journalist except to influence and exert power? And that's what they do. And so the high ground of the media is controlled by the political ideological left shall we call them to such an enormous extent especially the abc which is a campaigning machine on same-sex marriage yes that breaks the law because they are bound to be neutral but they are a campaigning machine and you will not get any fair treatment uh, or even-handed treatment from the great abc or sbs 
As you know, SBS refused even to run our television ad during the Mardi Gras a couple of years ago, which simply said, give children their chance of both a mum and a dad, say no to same-sex marriage. They wouldn't even run it because the openly gay CEO of SBS, uh, uh, Michael Abid, uh, said, no, no, we're not going to run that, even though we'll run pro-gay marriage ads. So that's just one little example. But there's many more. Media Watch on ABC, to their great credit, actually specified that myself and, and, um, and uh, Sophie York from Marriage Alliance were overtly uh, discriminated against by the ABC compared to the other side of the debate at one particularly crucial point a year or two back. They acknowledge it, but they don't fix it. So, you know, my book, which has sold about 10,000 copies, it's officially a bestseller. The ABC ignore, ignore it to death. Um, they ignore the fact that the printer actually refused to print it on ideological grounds at first. We got someone else to print it. But surely that was a great news story. But no, no, ABC, SBS, dead, absolutely dead. And only the Australian covered it. So we know that. But what the media does, Neil, is it reinforces their particular prejudices and values um, mercilessly and so all the young people hear is that you're born that way you can't change you've got to give marriage equality because it's a matter of justice just like you've got to let black people marry well you've got to let gay people marry well neil uh black people uh can't stop being black uh but gay people do stop being gay uh, fact not opinion fact it is a different issue and um uh, there is no great imperative of justice to change our marriage laws on the basis of a spurious false claim that gay people are born that way and therefore it's a matter of justice to let them marry. Well, let me point people to your book, uh, David Van Gend. It's called Stealing from a Child, The Injustice of Marriage Equality. And uh, having read through it extensively, I can tell uh, listeners that it is well footnoted. So therefore, uh, it is well researched. It's got quality research in there that uh, people can refer to. Not everybody's interested in research, but there are a lot of thinking people who do want to see the substance of an argument. And so Stealing from a Child, The Injustice of Marriage Equality is the name of the book that uh, has been written by David Van Genders. He says... It's officially a bestseller. Uh, you can access that book, no doubt, through uh, bookstores, but also uh, australianmarriage.org, which is the website for the Australian Marriage Forum. australianmarriage.org. Dr. David Van Gend, thanks so much for your insights I, again today on 2020. Can I just give yep. one last thing, Neil? Sure. If, if people want to get the excerpt that I'm referring to from my book, I've actually put it up on Twitter and put it up on our uh, Australian Marriage Forum Facebook page, uh, as a link, as just so people can actually go and see the evidence right now. So if they want to go to Australian Marriage Forum Twitter or, or mine, David Van Gend, Twitter, you'll find uh, a, a tweet with a link, uh, likewise at our Facebook page. We'd love you to go to our Facebook page and join the conversation. There's the link to this excerpt from my book, which gives the entire shape of the argument and the science, and I hope you find that really useful, and above all, that it encourages young people, especially Christian young people, that, hey, there is um, hope for them if that's the way they want to go in their life. David Van Gend, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.